Hey guys, Justin here. Thanks for tuning into the Brews Room, a beer and culture show hosted by myself, brewery owner Jeff, bar owner Kyle, and beer enthusiast Mark. Collectively, we have over 174 years combined experience in bad puns and drinking beer. You can find us anytime at facebook.com slash thebrewsroom or watch the live stream every Monday at 10.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash thebearded. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out patreon.com slash thebrewsroom for information on our second supporter-only show we like to call After Dark. It's just a little more of everything that the Brews Room is, just with less filters. No filters, to be exact. Enough about us. Grab your seat at the bar. The Brews Room starts now. Hey. Uh, so, in case you haven't noticed, you're watching right now. It's just Jeff and I, so you're in for a good show. Kyle and Mark had pressing matters. What do you think that was? Kyle's on a date with his wife. Yeah. What do you think was pressing for Mark? I know he was out of town for work yeah. over the weekend. But he has to meet up for a beer yesterday. He did on his way in. Yeah. Back in town. I don't know. Maybe he just hasn't. Touched himself in a couple of days. And he had a poop. Needed some alone time. I don't. I don't know if he has one of those uh, phobias where he can't go when he's out of town. So yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure he would. He has both pooped and touched himself here <laughs> at Exit Six in the past. So I don't know that it's either of those. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he'll tell us Wednesday. I'm sure he will. <laughs> at, at some next point. week, you can hear the story about why Mark needed to be at home by yeah. himself tonight. Dave decided he wanted to sit in camera, so now I've got people asking about him. <laughs> you know, you try to do a, a guy a favor. And obviously, sit in the background and be quiet. We've been on the air for 30 seconds, and he's already talked, and he's on camera. Well, here, I can fix that. I don't know. We're on a delay, so I can't tell. Let's see. What's, uh... Patterson, I don't know what you're talking about, because you you were here and then, like, sneezed and poof, disappeared and left half a beer, so... Greg says Mark sits shamrocks hitting in a girl right now. <laughs> okay. So that explains it. I don't think he was hitting on the girl uh, earlier when he told us. Well, maybe he was. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, maybe he's going to go home and cook her dinner. I mean, he texted us a while ago and said, hey, I'm not going to be there tonight. I don't know but, if everyone knows this, but Mark's MO when he meets a girl is to like immediately want to cook her dinner. And try and murder her, <laughs> which has happened more than once. <laughs> Depending on the food allergy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I guess when I was, I've been with my wife for so long, man, like, you know, when we were dating, we started dating in high school and shit, like, that's, I didn't take her home and cook dinner for her. No. I took her home no, and got her drunk. Not at all. That's <laughs> just, I had to be balls deep two or three times before I cooked. That's just always been a personal rule of mine. Do you remember the first meal you ever cooked for your ex-wife? No. No? No. I didn't know if there was like a special candlelit moment that we don't know about. No, that, are you uh, kidding me? Have you met her? No, I would never do anything like that for. Maybe that's why a, we're not married. You liked her at some point. You guys were together and for, for a short time. Years. I did. <laughs> for a short time, I did actually like her. But, I was uh, trying to think about. It's I, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> what about Lauren? You guys I like her? A long yeah. Time. Yeah, we've been together quite a yeah. while now. Did you serenade her with a candlelit dinner? No, balls deep, first date. <laughs> yes, that's the rule. <laughs> Now, I've cooked her plenty of meals since then. Yeah. Well, she's probably earned it at that point. Yeah. She lets you stick it in her. you got to cook for her once in a while. 
That's that's my motto. <laughs> Getting t-shirts made. <laughs> she lets you stick it in her. You gotta cook once in a while. You stick it in her. You cook her dinner. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. And then it, <laughs> on, on the front, it'll just be me doing this and says Jeff approves. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had a fun weekend this weekend. At least a fun day on Saturday. We got to go out to uh, Winfield, Missouri. Which Man, is the beautiful <laughs> Winfield, Missouri. I tell you what, you ever you ever feel bad about yourself and your current situation? Just drive through Winfield. If a trailer park could be a town, <laughs> that's Winfield. Winfield is the above ground pool of cities. Say, of cities if, in Missouri. if an above ground pool could be a city, <laughs> it would be Winfield. Uh, despite the fact that it's not the greatest looking area, uh, we had a, we had fun though. We did, and the people were great. Ink Spot Block Party. Uh, it's always for a good cause. Um, what were they raising money for? Do you remember? Yes. Would you like to share? Because no. I don't remember. No, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> no, uh, Dave's always done it, and it's it's always been for the community, but he moved it this year. So he'd always ra- done it to raise money for the city of Troy, but now he's in Winfield, so I don't know if he's raising it for Winfield or yeah. still Troy because that's where his tattoo shop's located. So I really don't know. All I know is that it is all for charity. Uh, a bunch of live local music. Vendors, uh, I mean, they were selling beer. Shamrocks was selling beer. We were giving away beer to the bands backstage. We had the better gig between oh, us for and sure. Shamrocks, for sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, it's all for, for a big cause or a good cause, and I know that there was a lot of talk that it wasn't going to happen this year, and uh, the city of Winfield came through to really help out Dave. So, you know, we're talking a lot of shit on them, but they did they did a lot of good for us. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Jason Patterson just brought up Ellsbury, and I was telling Jeff on the way out to Winfield that I actually lived in Ellsbury when I was little, and um, if my memory serves me, it was when I was like five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Uh, Ellsbury was also kind of a garbage town. Yeah. Uh, I think everywhere in that area is, though. Until you get to Hannibal. No, no, that's not true. Hannibal sucks. (laughs) Um, Until you you get to Chicago. I had one of my best field trips ever in school in Hannibal. Did you go in that, that little town, that little house that's built at an angle? Uh, Do you remember that thing? Uh, I was high the entire time. so oh, I, I was not when I was there, but I was also nine. We went there and so in like sophomore. I couldn't really handle my weed at that point. <laughs> sophomore, junior year <laughs> in high school. And uh, we just got blazed for the whole day. And yeah. they took us on a two, tours of a bunch of old buildings. And there was a bunch of fucking knickknack shops and stuff. Um, I remember. I'll, I'll tell you. This will give you an idea as to how old I was when we went to Hannibal. We toured Mark Twain, or uh, Mark uh, Twain was still alive. No, but <laughs> you had uh, lunch with him. <laughs> we toured Tom Sawyer's house, and I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, this dude's real." I didn't know. I, I mean, I thought, like, I thought this was the real Tom Sawyer's house for a minute there. Yeah. And, yeah so, whose house I, was it? I don't know. This is touristy bullshit. It wasn't anybody's house. Was somebody just... outside painting a fence? Yes. Nice. Was it you? Did they just brought you guys up there to paint fences? His name was something Jim. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Big guy, though. I remember. <laughs> Huge. Uh, there were some good bands, though, on um, Saturday. And met some really cool guys. Uh, Joel from uh, Inimical Drive was there. Uh, 
Should we, should we talk about what we're going to do with him? I think we probably could. Right, go ahead. If, it's not going to happen until uh, Onceville's open up, but we're going to we're going to start a music beer, a music series. And the first beer we're going to do, we're going to team up with the guys from Inimical Drive and bring them out to Wentzville and design a beer and make a beer. And we're going to release it with them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I want to do music beer right, though. I don't yeah. want Iron Maiden Trooper. Like, give me the most boring fucking style uh, you know, from an uh, but 80 that's, that's, metals band. They're metal an English band. English band and an English brewery. They did a, an English mild. I think that's all right. <laughs> Is that as hard as it gets for English beer? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's Iron Maiden. Those guys are 98 <laughs> years old right now. I'm sure they got to do things a little more mild. Okay. I, I don't know. I We got to come up with something. They're they're kind of a hard rock band. We got to come up with kind of a kind of a hardcore beer. Nine Inch Nails is fourth on the list, Travis. Uh, we're going to take care of Inimical Drive first. You know, get the important stuff out of the way first. Uh, Inimical Drive, and then we're going to do uh, the discrepancies, and then I think Taylor Swift was coming in, oh, yeah, and I then Nine Inch Nails. Taylor Swift one. So, That's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, I think so. Be like yeah. a, a blonde ale. A honey blonde or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, if you guys do like metal, though, if you like heavier, hardcore music, check out Inimical Drive. Local act, but they are incredible, man. They're really good. I think they're very talented and fun fun live show, too. Patterson says uh, Def Leppard did one, and it sucks. I haven't been super impressed with a lot of the like music-themed beers. Bitches Brew is great uh, from Dogfish Head. You know who did a good one was uh, uh, New Belgium, believe it or not, the Clutch Beer. I liked that one. What was that? I don't remember that one. I don't know. They brought in Clutch to do it, Yeah, and I like Clutch, so... Kind of made me like the beer. Like the handbag or the band? No, the handbag is Michael Kors, dude. I don't no, know where you... It's a clutch. It's what you call it. I don't know if you're just a big fan of... No, that's just when Jim's walking by, you clutch your handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's going to be one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, please. Um. But no, I remember, I remember liking that one a bit. Uh, someone did one with Pearl Jam too, I believe. Oh and yeah, that one that's was right. good. That was good. But for the most part, no, they they have they've not been good. I do like uh, Bitches Brew. That's I from, brought that one up, and I wasn't listening. Uh, obviously, uh, Rob just brought up Bulu from, or uh, yeah, Bulu. Bulu was real good. Boulevard, which was probably my favorite one. Now that I think about it, that beer was just amazing. And uh, I heard. Are we getting that back in St. Louis again soon? Uh, sort of. Tech Nine is playing at the pageant in October. Yeah. And Boulevard still has some of the beer, or they made it again. I'm not sure which. And they are sending some to St. Louis, but the pageant gets first dibs because they're hosting them. So they're just going to order all of it. So they have the ability to order all of it. If they don't, then it goes out to the public and we're on the list. So. We'll I, we've really stepped up our boulevard carrying game here at the brewery, so hopefully uh, we we can get a shot at it at least. Um, I don't know. Oh, by the way, we just got these sweet new uh, snake bites in at Exit 6, and if you don't know what a snake bite is, it's the greatest thing that will ever happen to your canned beer. Um, it changes the world. It really does. Makes for a no-glug chug. It's like the Vortex bottles from Miller, but way cooler. And effective. Yeah, and it fits on your keychain, and they're leather and heavy duty. So you can come into the bar and buy one if you want. Or Shamrocks. There's hey. only 10 left, so get them all. Oh, no shit. We sold that many today? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Speaking of things we can snake bite, uh, we went all cans tonight. 
Um, I tried to go all coffee beers, but we were like one shy of doing a full show with coffee stuff. So I'm like, that's not going to work. So how many coffee beers do we have? We only have one. I put the rest of them back. Oh, all right. Uh, we are going to start with Rohrbach uh, Blueberry Ale from Rochester. Believe, uh, you, go, you put back coffee and brought out Blueberry Ale when Mark and Kyle aren't here? I, fuck, I didn't even think about it. I should have pulled all of our big guns out. Um, actually, I think this was uh, something that uh, Big T brought us from upstate when he was visiting. Who? <laughs> Uh, oh, Greg. Greg Tiemann. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Don. I didn't say anything, but I'm sure I did at some point that it has offended you, so I'll just throw it in there now. <laughs> Mark told us very clearly when he said he wasn't going to be here that uh, try to make sure we offended Don. I didn't as understand much that. As possible. Uh, so far, so good, I think. Mmm. Can really taste the blueberry, <laughs> dude. It's so I love when Jack gets involved in what's happening, like in the show in the background. Because Patterson just said you can't just sneak your your glass on the beer and pretend like you're <laughs> part of it. The- <laughs> yeah, take your sample and enjoy, you fucker. So when I posted the about, I posted the lineup on one of the, I think beer enthusiast group or something tonight. I'm like, hey, has anybody had any of these? Because I hadn't had any of them except for a coffee bender that we're going to drink later. This was the one I was most worried about not liking and was guessing it was going to be something like a Sea Dog Blueberry. But I ended up getting into a conversation with a guy who said um, that this beer was just kind of a nice porch beer. Um, So what do you think? It's not offensive. It's not overly sweet. It is very fruity. It's not for me, but I'm not a big blueberry. I don't like anything flavored blueberries except blueberries. I can sit there and just eat blueberries like they're going out of style, just pop one in after another. Yeah. But I don't want anything that tastes like blueberries if it's not a blueberry. This is pretty good. I actually like this. It reminds me a lot of um, Big Muddy's blueberry blonde ale. Yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> but You're an idiot. I know. I know. <laughs> GABF was this weekend. Did you see the results on that? That was... Uh, Excited. I, <laughs> I actually watched the live stream of the uh, award ceremony for a while on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. It, from, the, from, the, from the auditorium. They were just live streaming it on Facebook. No, I meant you, douche. From uh, Block Party or no, before from that? No, my house. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. no. <laughs> In the uh, early afternoon. I, didn't, I only got to see a handful of the uh, results, and it was all from breweries that I had never heard of. The uh, thing that blew me away the most, or that surprised me the most, I shouldn't say blew me away, but... Uh, you know, we had talked about there being that new category of, of brewery group now, of the big boys. And a brewery that I really, really like uh, ended up winning that. And I had no idea that they were any sort of collaboration. I've been trying to do a little research, find out who owns them. But 50-50, uh, the guys that make the Eclipse series, ended up winning that. And I had no idea that they were part of a, a group, did a you, a did, conglomerate. Did you find anything? <clears throat> I did not. I haven't uh, had much of a chance to look into it yet, but uh, I, I've been trying. I did a quick Google search, and I have to dig into I, it a little bit. When deeper. you said 50-50, I'm like, nah, that can't be right. Like, yeah. I had never heard anyone anything about them ever selling out or being part of a group, but you know, if it counts anything like uh, Canarchy from Oscar Blues, and maybe they're just partnered with a couple other craft breweries as well. 
Um, nobody from Missouri won anything, which not a lot of participation this year from Missouri breweries. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. Um, all I know is that I know none of the heavy hitters got in. You know, uh, the guys that you you know they're all, all the real big internationally known with Side Project, Exit Six, Perennial, uh, Second yeah. Shift. I don't yeah. know. none of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardesty posted on Beer Enthusiast that he entered at four beers. And I I think they were all in the uh, hazy category. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. No no noms for him, unfortunately. I'm kind of surprised that he uh, – I didn't know that he was doing the hazy uh, IPA, sir. Yeah. Yeah. He's, apparently, they does a pretty good job at it. Does he? Yeah. Well, good so for him. We should go out there and try him sometime. Maybe. Maybe we'll give it a <laughs> shot one day. But good uh, for him for really going out on a limb on a style that's – you know. I was reading something about – I guess Denver Rare Beer Festival was also going on this weekend, so a lot of the, that's kind of ballsy going up yeah, against uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, the big. I think breweries skipped GABF to pour at uh, those events. Really, mm-hmm. and it looked like like uh, I believe Narrow Gauge was actually pouring beer at other events around town, just not at the festival. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Somebody had commented that they had one of his beers at some bar. I think maybe it was at Falling Rock or something like that. Yeah. Um, He'll be with us this weekend in, in KC. We usually hang out yeah. together at the, the uh, Friday night party. Man. Just a good dude, man. I really like him. I'm excited for this weekend. It's one of my favorite festivals of the year to do. Um, so, yeah, if you're in for a good time on Saturday and want to drive to Kansas City, Come see us at uh, Festival of the Lost Township. We're pouring something. Beer. Beer. It'll be good, whatever it is. I'm sure we'll release one of our new IPAs there. Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, I, I kind of want to show those off. At least yeah. one of them. Yeah, I do too. We've got our Norwegian IPA on right now, and then we are getting ready to release uh, a milkshake IPA, a tangerine milkshake IPA. And they're both really good. No, there's no glitter in it, you douche. <laughs> hey, maybe if she knows people love the glitter beer when we took it to. Uh, Where was it? Uh, Heritage. Uh, yeah, Heritage. Yeah. And we ran out of beer three hours into the festival, unfortunately. Crane's fun though, like, and it's it's one of those events because it's out of town that we always kind of want to bring something different. Um. I think a lot of breweries do that though. When you when you do so many events a year, you got to pick and choose which ones you want to bring out the big guns to. And I think for us, like Crane, uh, when we go to Memphis, you know, areas for that, that people can't get our beer regularly, you kind of want to show off your special stuff, you know. Which I don't understand why we do it that way. We always have. Well, it seems to me like we should, you know, represent the hometown. We do that. I mean, we do so many events, but. There's just you know there's certain events that you go to that you're going to have a different clientele than other events. Right, Some people right. you know that certain styles are going to be more receptive at certain places. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What Chat's I, blowing up. People love the Instagram, the Norwegian IPA. It's because it's fucking awesome. I, I can't wait to use that yeast again. Yeah, That's no, something. me too. I don't even care what. I just want to. I just want to have a beer done in four days. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be fun to do uh, do that yeast with vanilla cream and then do some fruit with it. Um. Hey, Parrot, thanks for the penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you sheep fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have had that last beer when you were here tonight. You could have, you could have thrown a fiver our way. <laughs> that's all. That's a penny split four ways, though. When you add them all up, man. <laughs> four more times of that, and we each get a penny minus Twitch's cut. So, Oh, well, no, they don't take cuts on bits. That's all ours. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's our, I'm going to uh, have to wear goggles whenever I throw that in the air and roll around in it. <laughs> Does that get Lauren excited when you come to bed and just start throwing pennies around? Like, oh, anytime I'm throwing something in bed, she's excited. I don't know. Especially if, if it's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> barrel-aged bottle openers are bottle openers that are barrel-aged. Well, not exactly barrel-aged, but they are made out of barrels. Each barrel is made by hand by a friend of the show and is guaranteed to open your bottles. If you need a bottle opened, barrel-aged bottle openers will open it for you. Why would anyone ever open a bottle with anything other than a barrel-aged bottle opener? Locally made, locally opened. Barrel-aged bottle openers. No creased caps with a built-in magnet, so no lost caps. Barrel-aged bottle openers. They won't open barrels, but they will open bottles. Barrel-aged bottle openers. Great for birthdays. Christmas, groomsmen, bridesmaids. Stop looking for gifts and start buying barrel-aged bottle openers. What's opening your bottles? All right, so I had a couple articles to talk about. I was hoping otherwise this was going to get real boring You know I always fast. come prepared. Yeah, I do. Uh, so the biggest one, I think, that could be an interesting discussion because we're both pretty level-headed people. Yeah, there's one thing that we were known for. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <Being level-headed. laughs> Jeff and I never have polarizing uh, ideas about anything. But founders just remove themselves from the uh, Chamber of Commerce in all Michigan right. because of the, quote, puppet uh, Trump put into office. Oh, okay, for starters, there's a statewide chamber? Sorry, uh, Grand Rapids. It, okay. uh, they're, they're city. Uh, over hey, the governor, the, though. The they, governor of Michigan. Yes. Okay. Has what to His do... His name's Bill Schutte. Uh, what does a governor have to do with the chamber, local chamber of commerce? I don't know. And they didn't really say much about it. They just sent out a tweet and said, we're leaving the Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce because we don't agree with Trump placing this mayor, What you know, basically into power here. Wait, now you're saying mayor. Is it a mayor or governor? I'm sorry, governor. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't I don't understand what that has to do with anything. I'm a part of the Chamber of Commerce here. I don't know that I know the name of our governor. So, I mean, <laughs> he certainly doesn't have anything to do with with me being a part of the chamber. I, I, no, that's, that's very local. I chamber is supposed more... to be local more information on why they just basically came out and said that they were anti-trump they don't want to participate in government run things if they don't agree politically right i I get it sure is a brewery a place to make a political statement do you do you think that i'm fine with that yeah Yeah, absolutely in fact okay here you want to get polarizing uh I've got I've got liberal leaning tendencies. Okay, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm a liberal, not a conservative. And like, 
Uh, a big thing is uh, bakeries. A couple bakeries were refusing to make wedding cakes for gay people. Uh, yeah. I personally don't have a problem with them refusing to do it, and I think it should be their right to refuse to do it. However, I think there needs to be a sign up right on the doors. I'm a racist piece of shit. Yes. Don't come into my business. I am a, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be phrased as I'm no, a bigot, bigot, but I'm okay yeah. with that if they wanted to put it that way. Yeah. But I think it should be, if you're gay, you're not welcome here. And that way, when I'm walking up, I can see that sign and go, well, this is not where I'm going to spend my money. Yeah. You know, but it's their business. It's their right to run it however they see fit. I don't remember why I brought that up. What were we talking about? <laughs> Whether you should have an opinion or what you should be able to do things. Oh, right. Yeah. So legally. So um, that goes the other way also. I mean, if uh, you want to put out your personal opinion out there yeah. and represent, say, look, this is who we are as a company. This is what we believe in. I've got no problem with it. Sure. Go for it. Normal people, reasonable people will just not participate in that business. Yeah. And we'll just That's... blame them online indefinitely. Yeah, and uh, Yeti. Yes, we are drinking Natty Light. That's our uh, that's our house beer. In it's our rinse beer. rinse beer in between the good stuff. Uh, by the way, we just switched beers. No, you you is, did. Can you puff puff pass? I set it down, motherfucker. Lift it up yourself. I didn't see. This is a modest um, first first call, which is a great name for a coffee beer. So, anyways, I don't give a shit. If you want to make your political beliefs known, go for it. I prefer not to. You know, we're a very we're a little too small to to run that risk. We are also in a. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. We're a little too small to to run that risk of alienating anybody. I want everybody to come in because honestly, I don't care if you if you agree with me or not. I want you to come in and enjoy and and enjoy. I will enjoy your money, and you will enjoy my business. So. A lot of the, uh, they have a huge um, audience, right? Like Founders is one of the largest breweries in the country, right? You know, I think for them it, it was it, they have access to a lot more people than say than someone like uh, we do, you know, as a brewery. So they can take beer and use it as a tool to just one get people talking about something and maybe be like, oh well, Founders is done this maybe i should look into this and see why they're upset maybe i you know want to stop supporting certain things as well a lot of the arguments online were that you know businesses have no place talking about politics which i think is ridiculous because you know politics is what makes so much trouble for (laughs) a lot of businesses you know like you should have a say in what's happening in the government as a business owner for sure um Especially when you're a business that brings in millions and millions of dollars to a state, if you don't like something your state is doing, then not supporting that state, is, you know, the, that government is, I think, well within your rights and, and smart. I mean, but is it making any difference? They're still going to pay the taxes that they have to pay. You know, I mean, nothing's changing. But I guess it, it does bring to, awareness. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think um, that was their biggest thing. Patterson here said that uh, I guess this Bill Shooty guy is anti-gay, and founder says they support the gay community and will continue to support the gay community. Okay. And because this Shooty guy, I don't know who Shooty is, the governor, I guess. Yeah, he's the governor. All right. Because of him, I don't. Again, I don't understand the correlation, but whatever. 
Um, I support founders 100% for doing it. Go sure. for it, man. Yeah. I read a comment on a, on on the article from just a random person. This beer is real fucking good. Yeah. I like this a lot. Sorry. Coffee lager. It's like 6.5%. It's nice. Um, you know, I don't I don't think everybody wants to ban politics, religion at bars, you know. But at the same point, I don't think it should be that big of an issue when you go out and you want to have a discussion, if you can be civil and... If you can be civil, open, that's the key Open-minded, but I think... And the, the guy's comment was that people are so... I said polarizing about things now politically that everything just devolves into an argument or people yelling at each other, but... I got all kinds of stuff I could say about this, but not for this show. Not for a beer show. I mean, it, I mean, it would really get us off on a tangent. I think that was the whole point of, of my comment, though, is that beer shouldn't limit what you talk about just because, you know, it's fun. No, like, it's a great conversation starter. You know, at least it should be. You know, you can go out to a public place like this and, and sit down. And I mean, I, okay, so... Quick story, and then let's try and change the subject because I think it, it's this could be get a little polarized and a little boring. But uh, I had a customer come in here <coughs> that you know. I'm not going to say his name on air because I know a lot of our listeners are also regulars at the bar, and I don't want to call this guy out, put him on blast. But he came in and said that he doesn't believe gays should be allowed to be scout leaders because the urge to rape the children would just be too strong. He didn't use the word rape. That's my words. And uh, Utaka was there. And, and when he said that, and I, I just stopped him in his stock, and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. And I just, I'm pouring it on thick as hell. You're absolutely right, man. Maybe this should be. And Utaka will still tell the story that he thought he was going to have to find a new bar, that, I, that, <laughs> that this guy had changed my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And you know, on that regard, you shouldn't be allowed to be a teacher. For any female student, right? Because you're you're straight, so you would probably want to rape the the, the women. That the, makes sense. It, it's just logic, right? I mean, yeah, but logic and politics never seem no, to go hand in hand, no. and that's the unfortunate part. But we ended up having a conversation about this, and at the end of it, the guy's like, "You're right. You, you've changed my mind. You you have never thought about it that way." We were able to sit down, have an intelligent conversation, and it worked out. That is so but, rare yeah, that anyone I would know, even I be know. open-minded to changing <laughs> their mind. That, that's crazy, though. I mean, fuck, how many times we bis- we've sat outside on one of our decks and drank some beers and just talked about religion or philosophy yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're, they have to be um, beer and important topics have to be separate. That was basically all I was getting at with that. Um, and I think going forward where, you know, people kind of idolize breweries, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but. Well, that's a certain amount of truth to that. Yeah, that, hey, if my favorite brewery says this, maybe it makes me think about something that I wouldn't have thought about beforehand. Um, or like one of our. Uh, uh, People on Twitch have said that he's just too politically informed. Well, maybe brewery, he likes beer. Maybe the brewery will get him to actually read something. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, don't know. I think there's a, there's a conversation Man, really to be like had that. there for sure. I yeah, agree. This beer is nice. Who was this again? 
uh, Modest. They're in uh, Minneapolis. I don't know where this one came from. Modest. D-I-S-T. Hmm? Cold pressed coffee lager. I like this a lot. Man. Yeah. Uh, I could drink a lot of this beer. Dave, we said you could be here if you're quiet. All right. Can you stop? <laughs> All right. New beer. New yeah. conversation. I agree. Uh, next up is a new beer from Boulevard. I don't even think this is out yet. It is not. Uh, Space Camper Cosmic IPA. I want to get rid of the coffee. Oh, fuck. That was stupid. Yeah, I think this is. Never mind. I, was, uh, I just realized I wasn't allowed to t- <clears throat> bring up that this is going to be a new regular. Uh, oh, we uh, weren't supposed to drink this beer? No, we were supposed to drink <laughs> it. We just weren't <laughs> supposed to tell people it's going to be their new flagship IPA. Oh, really? Yeah. What? So don't bring it up on the show. What's their flagship IPA now? Uh, they got a couple. Um, well, Single Wide went away. A long time ago. Uh, the Calling. And I thought the calling was their double IPA that was part of the smokestack series. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe this is why they're trying rebranding their new flagship I, IPA. I like Boulevard. Um, I think they make some pretty solid beer. I would not That's, say that they make my. I, I, they would not even enter the conversation talking about IPAs for me. You tried this yet? It's got a great nose on it. It's pretty fucking good. I like it. All right. It's only uh, 5.9 also, so pretty sessionable. It doesn't say. I'm guessing it's just Cosmic. Is it Cosmic a hop strain? Oh. I don't know. No, not, not that I'm aware of. Either way. Yeah, this is good. It's citrusy. Uh, not too bitter. I like this. I'm I'm surprised how much I like it. If this is going to be a core beer for them, I think they could do uh, they could do well with this. Yeah, I agree. I think your your competition here though is tough. Like you're going up against probably Lagunitas IPA, um, Stone Ripper. Stone, oh yeah, Ripper. Uh, Sierra Nevada. I think I think you've got, you you're you're behind the eight ball on trying to introduce like a new core. Yeah, you know. Session style IPA right now. <coughs> Either way, solid. Uh, so, I had a. a <laughs> this is going to be kind of ridiculous. So every once in a while, if you used to listen, I'd, I'd go on Kickstarter and just find beer related stuff. Yeah, that was people were trying to collect money for. And anymore, like if you get on Kickstarter, like I did today to see, it was like nine hundred breweries and uh, a couple of products. Uh, All people saying, "Give me money so I can open a brewery." Yeah, uh, we've had that discussion before. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not a huge proponent of crowdsourcing your brewery, and, and a couple of them were, "Hey, give us money so we can have a barrel seller." Or give us money so that we can uh, start distribution. Like it, it, these were open breweries that were open and established. Sure. And they're asking for like ten grand. You know, like that's such a small amount of money that if you can't just go to the bank and 
and get ten grand based on your business that maybe you're you need to take a, a second look at the business. Yeah, but you know what? You don't got to repay Kickstarter. No, you don't, and I understand that as well. And that was kind of my yeah, like, oh, it's only ten grand. You get a thousand people to donate ten bucks, and you've got you know a new cellar room or whatever. I don't like it. Uh, no, I don't. I don't either. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that's that's horseshit. I don't like it at all. I understand it. I. I kick myself for not doing it. I've said this before. I kick myself for not doing it during the Starbucks fiasco. Yeah. You know, we were world known at that moment. We probably could have been open in Wentzville already kind of a thing. But, man, that's a bullshit way of going about your business. I just I don't like it. I don't approve of it. And There's I don't think anybody should do it. There's a brewery that you love that I came across on a crowdsourcing site today that I had no idea that they crowdsourced their opening. Um. Uh, it's a site that doesn't exist anymore, like as far as you can't go and promote stuff on there, but it was specifically for beer projects. Yeah. Um, Crane. Really? What well, was trying to get uh They did. They got like funding? 50 grand. No shit. Funding from this beer crowdsourcing well, site. Oh, but damn. Just because it's people you know, it doesn't change my opinion on it. No, my name. Uh, that was the first brewery where I've actually met the people from the brewery that had it and actually had a successful business. I, I got to feel I mean, like I, on one hand, I'd say, okay, great. Because crane makes awesome beer. They're really good people, but I don't know. I yeah. still don't like it. I, I don't, I'm not going to change my mind over this just because I know, you know, Michael crane and, and Chris Meyer and those guys. And so I, I actually have a couple of products though that I found. And uh, I think none of these need to exist. But you can be the judge of this after I tell you. And I will. Uh, the first one is the Clean Cup trademark. No. Now, they put the trademark logo up there. You haven't even kickstarted. Uh, you're on Kickstarter and haven't raised any money. Did you actually pay for the trademark on this, or did you just put the trademark logo? I mean, how on much you figure cup? it costs to get a trademark? I don't know. A couple hundred bucks? Maybe. I guess it would be worth it if. It's a portable and automatic beer pong ball washer. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> so, and nobody needs that. And if you've bought it, go fuck yourself, you college frat boy douche. With a quick rinse in return, the clean cup leaves your beer pong balls free of hairs. And how how many hairs are just roaming around your <laughs> beer pong table, man? Like, well, or the, on the tables, uh, the balls end up floor. on the floor all the time. But like my my hairs just all over my house. Dude, I mean, if we were playing beer pong at your house, the I ball would have. Up. If you have animals or something, right. I guess. Um, it, it, but it leaves it free of hairs and dirt, rinsed and ready for your next turn. If you pledged $5 or more, you get a personalized thank you note with a dirty ball joke included. I want to pledge $5 just to hear the dirty ball joke. They raised $7,700 out of their $7,500 <laughs> goal. Enough people wanted clean balls. Clean balls. No, no, I don't like those you guys either. Was, there was an unbelievable amount of beer pong shit on here. Like, I was in a good mood till we started this show. Now I'm mad. <laughs> the other one was like the king of pong or something like that. Yeah, and it was elevated beer pong like thing. I don't know. You Go put, on. You put your cups down. <laughs> But they're elevated instead of in a row. 
and it was like going to change the game of beer pong forever. No, like bleacher seating, but for beer pong? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how I didn't know that, that much beer pong actually existed. Wipe your balls on your sh- off on your shirt. Yeah. Dude, when we played beer pong, nobody gave a fuck. Like, you just picked the ball up and... Yeah. You don't put the beer in the cups. It's that easy. You Tell put me water you've never played beer pong with no, beer in the cups. No, you put water in there, you drink out that's of your can. That's smart like, way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way I've always done it. Sometimes you get drunk and you just dump the beer in. Uh, so the uh, the beer pong ball washer is a sink it for you? Yes, it's, okay. it's a definite sink it. How about Game of Thrones novelty house beer labels? Uh, no, sink that too. Yeah. Um, Why do you got to put? What are you putting it on? You can see right here. Yeah. So they have a house, like all of the houses, and they made a. Uh, Which one's Gryffindor? <laughs> I think that would be closest to the Greyjoy, maybe. I mean, okay, those are those are clever little stickers. Okay, if they're just stickers, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Why did you need money to make this? He got yeah, make five dollars. Fifty-five dollars. <laughs> He's already made it. He has the the label, yeah. the The images are already done. Yeah, you just gave him money to print the shit out. That's all. It was. Yeah, you're just buying it now. It's a marketplace. That's not a kick- <laughs> it's not a Kickstarter at all. It's <laughs> it's eBay without the bidding. All right. So the the novelty beer stickers are a sink it. I I, I enjoy the novelty beer stickers more than the ball washer. <laughs> well, they have a video. I didn't know the ball washing has a video. I'm gonna have to watch that later. I didn't I didn't look at it earlier. Yeah. Um, there are also no less than a dozen homebrew countertop kits. Oh, really? Yeah. Like uh, because Pico- of how successful all the other ones have been over the last decade. Yeah. yeah. Pico Brew was like the big one, right. and it raised a couple million dollars uh, through multiple rounds on Kickstarter. You had the uh, uh, the one from AB as well, and I'm drawing a blank on what it's called, but you could like brew bass and harp and a couple of Goose Island beers. You could brew those. I thought that was just a oh no, those were just kegs. Fridge thing, and you bought the little mini like Heineken kegs. You're right. That's what it was. My bad. Every single one of these, I've got like three of them pulled up here, and they're all exactly the same. It's hey, let's make beer, not do any of the work, and uh, learn nothing about making beer, and then in a week and a half or two weeks, you can pour a beer out of it. That's probably not any good. But now I'm a brewer. That one kind of bothers me a little bit. Like that yeah. trend, I, it doesn't bother me as much as the uh, the guy who's just asking for money to for more homebrew equipment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wanted seven hundred dollars for new homebrew equipment. <laughs> what the fuck? And, are and you? What do you get for giving him money? You get to come to his barbecue that he's going to host, where you can drink the beer. <laughs> where does he live? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm thinking brews room. Road trip. <laughs> Bruiser can make a donation, and we're going to go to this guy's barbecue and wreck that shit. Dude, he would love that. Um, it, He was smart and didn't put his address on <laughs> the uh, on the uh, website. But I don't know. Did you have any more of those? I've got one more. And this is probably the 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 worst one I think. So this is a brewery, uh, although it doesn't say what the brewery name is. But their whole gimmick is that 
you get on their website, you pick the ingredients, you make the label, and then they brew the beer for you. What? Yeah. <sighs> they have like a set amount or a certain set styles that they'll brew, and then you can add like flavorings to them or whatever. So you don't pick the ingredients. You do get to pick some of the ingredients. I'm going to pick an IPA and have roasted barley added. <laughs> you might be able to do that. This isn't open, so I couldn't go to the website and actually like click anything. I want a Pilsner with a special B. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It's the worst fucking Pilsner ever. What so, happened? It's so a Schwartz beer. Yeah. Basically, it's Vienna. So maybe. 25, 25 bucks got you a mystery beer box. You get your mystery box with uh, six... Uh, six beers, and I guess you get one of just a, whatever random beers they're brewing from other people. Um, November 2018 is when they're they're said they're going to be delivering. They did not meet their goal. They're at eleven thousand dollars out of fourteen grand. Good. Like, what kind of business model is that? I could do that out of my garage if you just wanted a six pack. Like, I'll brew an IPA and 20 people want oranges and another 20 people want, you know, lime or whatever. I guess you can make money doing it that way. I no, I I don't know. It seems ridiculous. How do they how are they getting around the legalities of it? Like if uh this brewery doesn't distribute to the state of Missouri, how are they getting it to me? Yeah, they don't say any of that on the Right. <laughs> That was on Indiegogo. They couldn't even make it on Kickstarter. So, uh, oh well, Kickstarter has weird rules about giving away beer as a uh, yeah that's, reward. So. I don't believe it's allowed. Yeah, probably because it's fucking illegal to ship beer across the country. That was all of my. Uh, that's all my Kickstarter stuff. Justin here for Morning Recovery. You know what I love? Drinking. You know what I hate? Hangovers. That's why I never leave the bar without grabbing a Morning Recovery. No, they didn't bottle up Ann Sullivan, but it is full of vitamins and science. I was hoping there was Drink it at the end of the night and wake up feeling like you had a boring night in with the family. Check out MorningRecoveryDrink.com for more information. And remember, with Morning Recovery, tomorrow starts tonight. Alcohol and O2 and everything on him. That was really cool. There's just... Is there room for more tech in beer? Like, oh, of course, there's plenty of room for tech. What What do you think, from a brewing perspective, it could can be uh, improved on? Oh, shit. Everything can be improved on. I mean, what, what couldn't be? Uh, you can't tell me that there's nothing that is perfect in any way. Can we open another beer? Yeah, but for ma- like major overhauls in the in the process, though, like this, the process has been basically the same for thousands of years, to an extent, sure. But I mean, well, this North uh, Norway IPA, Norwegian IPA, fermented out in four days. That's pretty impressive. But that's nothing to do with technology, I guess. I mean, I guess there's, you know, new fermentation styles and stuff like that, but. I don't know. I mean, you can't I, change the science. I mean, I, uh, yeah, science it, isn't going to move. It takes X amount of time to 
convert sugars and uh, proteins from grain. Like you can't, uh, can you speed that up anymore? If so, you'd figure somebody would have figured out how to do it. Yeah, right. So I don't, th- I don't think that's going to be a thing. But sure, I think technology, you know, uh, carbonating beer uh, could be probably done a little easier. Uh, kegging, uh, distribution in general. Uh, uh, I, I'm not talking about distributors. I'm talking about the ab- actual distribution of beer, uh, draft systems and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, I could see that kind of stuff being approved upon. I don't know how. If I did, I'd be a millionaire, and I wouldn't be brewing beer anymore. I'd be doing that. But <laughs> I could see that kind of stuff being changed. I feel if if there was an issue that could be easily fixed, Anheuser would have fixed it, right? Probably. I mean, they're already cheating the system, you know, with the chemicals and shit that they're adding, you know, achieving false fermentation rates. And, I mean, uh, there's all kinds of shit that they are doing. You really call it cheating the system? Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely do. Is it any different than using extracts instead of natural flavors to get a flavor that you couldn't get normally? Uh, are you going to tell me that? Yes, I think it is. I, I do. I mean, we turn around a beer in four days because we use uh, cool yeast. They turn around a beer in four days because they use chemicals and artificial means. Sure. Uh, they're getting clarity that doesn't normally occur in nature and, you know, that kind of shit. That, that's what bothers me about it. I don't, I don't know that I see anything wrong with it. Really? That, that's the tech that I think we're talking about is that stuff like that. Uh, would I want to do any use those techniques? No, but it's there. They figured out how to do it. They figured out how to turn beer around way faster and make it way more clear. Yeah, I hate I hate using chemicals to do things though, especially on you know food and drink pro- you know processes like right right. You know, I cook. I always like to cook from scratch. I you know like to make all of my own things from fresh ingredients. Same thing for beer, but yeah, if you're using chemicals for things that aren't like you know we use firm cap everybody uses firm cap sure it's a chemical it helps your it makes your kettles not boil over it's a huge that's just a safety safety issue and i'm okay with that (laughs) you know i mean oh speaking of boiling over uh on one of the brewery groups somebody's uh had posted a photo of his they left their assistant brewer in the brewery for the weekend by himself because they the, the guy the brewer and uh the owner were going to uh jbf all right. So the assistant brewer got to brew a batch of beer on his own. <laughs> and he's like, I've been gone six hours, and this has happened. And the guy uh, has flooded the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and the, it, there's a picture they caught on their security cameras. One of them's like in the brewery. And it's him trying to close a valve on top of, like, he opened something that was pressurized that yeah, yeah, yeah. shouldn't have been opened the way he did it. <laughs> it's just hops, uh, like, you know, you know, when you throw hops in, how liquidy they get. It's just that spraying everywhere, and then <laughs> liquid just pouring out of the top of it. That's so fucking great. <sighs> the guy, <laughs> the brewer's like, this is why I can't go do things. Like, I do everything myself because I can't trust somebody to do it when I'm, when I'm gone. You give the guy free reign for six hours and he ruins your brew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I got to believe that's probably happened to every brewery that's ever been opened, though. Probably. Someone forgets to close a valve the right way or opens the wrong thing, but hopefully it didn't get hurt. Like, it, I don't think it was you know, anything boiling, but... What's up? Wham sugar. Wham sugar. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we just... Oh, good. I said we just cracked a new beer. We've got a collaboration from Barrier and 42 North. Uh, these guys are in New York. We've had a bunch of 42 North stuff that's been really good. This is a uh, double dry hop with Citra, Hallertau, Summit, and Mosaic. Brewed with grapefruit puree. Which if you didn't tell me there was grapefruit puree in here, I would have never guessed. No, I don't taste that at all. I mean, it's, it's super clear, too, for having yeah, a few puree in there. I don't know about that. The beer is fine. Yeah, I like good. it, but. A little higher ABV on this. I think eight-ish. So did you see that the World Health Organization, familiar with those guys? Yeah. They're, they're kind of a big deal. I guess so. They're calling for restrictions on adver- or uh, on alcohol. Uh, they're trying to restrict consumption through taxes, Bans on advertising and limiting where it's sold. All right, because they have found that alcohol has been linked to more than three million deaths a year. Okay. Apparently, that number comes out to one in twenty. So one in twenty people worldwide that die, alcohol is affiliated with it. That sounds outrageous. One in twenty. Truly. So they 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 say that they want to like start taxing alcohol more. And that ought to cure people dying from it. That ought to fix it. Are we just going to go back to uh, Prohibition days and was it blue laws? Sons you know, of temperance. We <laughs> yeah. stop selling it on Sunday. You know, we'll we'll get rid of one seventh of all the alcohol deaths, right? <laughs> I mean, I just I don't understand why they think that. I mean, is it really advertising that's causing deaths? Is it really the price? I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't like when people try and get involved in something that they don't know shit about. You're you're telling me if the World Health Organization doesn't know shit about alcohol related deaths, I think you're very wrong on that. I would I say, didn't say you I don't, don't know, know shit about alcohol related deaths. You just said one in twenty was bullshit. That's what they said. It sounds high, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I would never have guessed that many people die from alcohol, st- you know, related. They, they go so far as to say what the uh, largest causes of death are. Yeah, heart disease. No, that's Sorry. not number one. Cancer. No. Malaria. No. <laughs> I don't know, accidents. Accidents. Yeah. Injuries. That's a that's a bullshit like thing. Dude. It's that that's you know me falling down the stairs or me getting hit by a car. Those all fall into the same thing. But yeah, is this globally or or just globally? Yeah, globally. Wham Sugar said that he's going to buy be going to be more responsible because the people on his TV box look like they were having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I like see, this guy. You don't see those kind of ads too much anymore. Like back in the day, nah, like, everyone's afraid. Yeah, Anheuser and Miller, like all, everybody Schmitt's is gay. <laughs> those guys look like they were having a. Blast. Everybody was at a pool or yeah, like, I mean, climbing the mountains and. <laughs> Now everything's a little more boring. I yeah, mean, Corona yeah. still does the beach stuff, but... Uh, well, the, yeah, the most boring beach ever. Yeah, they just sit Which there. I'm okay with, because that's <laughs> the kind of beach I would actually prefer to go to. 
But, I mean, Coors has magic trains. That's pretty Those cool. Are pretty sweet. So yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Going back to the Gryffindor <laughs> stickers. I don't. I think craft beer, in a way, has kind of um, sensationalized beer drinking in a way that's probably not good for people. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people uh, that drink craft beer that are probably hiding alcoholic tendencies behind. Oh, I just like craft beer. God, who was, was it? Jimmy Fallon that said, "Thanks for thanks craft beer for turning my alcoholism into a cool hobby." Oh, I know. Somebody like that, that really. said that. It makes it, it makes a little bit of sense though, but I'm guessing that most of the people that died from alcohol-related deaths were not craft beer drinkers. No, probably not. I'm sure that they were alcoholics. It's your 30 pack of are, Keystone a day guys that are <laughs> tipping the scales. It, probably more. <laughs> the more of the 30 liters of vodka a day guy that are taking care of that. Oh, I thought this was just alcohol in general. I thought we were talking about beer. Uh no, it was it was alcohol related deaths, not beer related oh, okay. deaths. Then yeah. I, you wouldn't talk about if liquor is probably the highest contributor of that factor. I hardly ever see commercials for liquor. It's not like you go into the grocery store and they're just bombarding you with advertisements unless you go to the liquor aisle. Like it's so it's contained in an area, like you have to kind of want to see it. Right? Well, you put a little captain in you. See those commercials sure. all the time. There's, there's, there's some, but I don't think they're overwhelming. What did they give a solution? Yeah, taxes. We'll tax more people. Did that change people from smoking in states like New York and Illinois, where you know cigarette packs are eight dollars each, ten dollars each? They say that uh, two hundred thirty-seven million men. And 46 million women around the world drink in excess. To excess is what their yeah. words. To excess. I buy it. I just. I think it's on the companies to prom- I mean, to promote safe consumption. But I don't think taxing them out of existence is the way to go about fixing that. They say that they have set a goal to reduce alcohol consumption 10% by 2025. 10%? So I have to drink two less beers a week? Apparently. Okay. I don't think that you drinking two less beers a week is going to save anybody's life. And I don't (laughs) know why you go out and specifically (laughs) target one industry. Somebody brought up a good point that the excessive drinking definition is also, like, really crappy. Right. It's like, if you have more than two beers on two occasions a week, you know, you're drinking excessively. Yeah, the same guy that pounded three-fifths of vodka today is going to be put in the same category as you and I. Yeah. So. That's a shitty way to look at it, but. It is. I'm not a World Health Organizer, so. No. Oh, fuck. That's the whole reason I brought it up. You thought I moonlighted. Uh, I did not. That's too bad. I'm going to crack this next beer. We've got, I don't know how old this is. I just found it in our show beer box. Um, But it is Sierra Nevada's Experimental Hop Double IPA. Uh, This isn't super old. It's not? No. All right, good. Dark, 
compared to the other IPAs I mean, we've had tonight? It's old by ideal standards, but uh, we'll be all right. I like the experimental hop series that a lot of breweries are doing. I wish we had access to some of them just to play around with. Um, I know Schlafly does a ton of them every year, or they used to anyway, do a ton of them every year. You know, you, know, you were in Lagunitas when you were brewing, brewed up there with the, what was that? What is what? What's that series called? Uh, oh, Fusion. Fusion. Yeah. And you were talking about how they have so many of the experimental All the experimental hops, hops yeah. Do you remember uh, what what our uh, experimental hop Eight. was? Oh, the the beer, the number. No, the number was Fusion eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. I meant the the hop. No, I have I no idea. I think it was it was H three six eight. I could be wrong about that, but I'm real close. Turned into mosaic. It ended oh, up getting no the shit. Name mosaic. Yeah, that was the, the That's fucking awesome. We were one of the first people to ever put out a beer using mosaic hops. That's cool. This one has a uh, a question for the beer experts. Uh, they should be here soon. <laughs> These are double IPA, triple IPA, quadruple IPA. What's the maximum number of times you can do that? Septuple IPA. Like seven is the number? Yeah, because if you Six. go to an octuple IPA, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck right out. Nobody's drinking an octuple IPA. I've never heard of... Septuple IPA is the number. I've never heard of anybody doing a quadruple IPA. Although that, I'd probably put 120 minute up there if I had to yeah, pick probably. anybody. We do a triple IPA. Uh, Founders does a triple. There's a lot of breweries out there that do triples, yeah. but I don't know if anybody that does a quad. But we're going to start now, and when we get to septuple, we're quitting. And this new yeast, my, yeast that we, the Kevin, probably do might it. Be able yeah. to get up there. Well, I, we're not doing an octuple. What's <laughs> what? What? Uh, what's dogfish about eighteen? Uh, the 120, 18 percent, right around point? there. Yeah. So we'd have to get up to like twenty three. We're talking like Utopia's level uh, IPA at this point. That all depends on what you. I mean, we could just call it that. I mean, well, you go at one percent, you could say it's a new IPA. There's no. I. W- I like triple IPA as a descriptor. Um. I think anything over that just sounds ridiculous. Can we just call it Imperial Septuple IPA? That sounds fantastic. Oh, we can name our beer that. Yeah, and but it's got to be one. All right, twenty-eight percent, five hundred IBU, septuple IPA. Oh, this guy—he sent us a link of uh, black market brewery oh. seeking destroy smoked quad IPA. This black market brewery just won; uh, they won a gold medal for one of the hazy, hazy categories, uh, hazy IPA categories this year at GABF. Remind me to never let Dave come back and watch another show. Okay, okay. thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. Smoked, uh, smoke quadruple IPA sounds terrible to me. No, it sounds awful. Yeah. Any smoked IPA sounds terrible to me. But whatever, I don't care. I, it's, uh, I don't know. Would you want to drink that? I, no. Why am I drinking that? I don't know. This beer is fucking delicious, though. This is my favorite beer I've had so far tonight. Well, really? This is the coffee uh, coffee lager from Modest. I really like the coffee one. This is good. It's been a good show for beer wise. Beer wise, I've I've actually liked everything. We generally have one or two that we could not finish and be fine, but I'm I'm glad that 
we drank through pretty much everything. I know you weren't the biggest fan of the blueberry, but I thought it was good. I mean, it was it wasn't a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not for me. Mister Mash has a question for us. All right, he wants to know what's our favorite root beer. Dad's. No, IBC. This is a tough question. Oh, he really does want to know root beer. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like like not your father's. Uh. <laughs> oh, I hope not. No, I love root beer, man. Like I do too, actually. Whenever we go out of town, like Lynn and I, if we go somewhere that we're gonna know we're gonna hit a bunch of breweries, she drinks their the root beer at every brewery that has one. Yeah, she's a fanatic. We just we were out at uh, we went to lunch yesterday in uh, Winsfield, new like new ish, I guess, uh, barbecue joint, and across the street there's this little like general goods store, and they have like forty different craft sodas available, and we bought two root beers and took them home. Because we hadn't had them before, um, I really like uh, what's Excel's. Excel does one that's yeah. pretty great. I'll be honest with you. Okay, and this I feel terrible saying this because of what we do and what we are doing. I'm not big into the craft root beers. Really? Why no, not? They all seem super thick to me, syrupy almost. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they are. That's just how they they taste. They're almost too bold. <laughs> you know, I really like. like I like my. <laughs> I, Group beer, like, I like my women thin and submissive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, you know, IBC, A&W, Dad's, Barks. I've never had Dad's. Is that, Those. Can you get that locally? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's actually pretty good. Um, but, I mean, honestly, the first one that comes to mind that I like the most, IBC. You can buy, I, every once in a while, we walk through the store, I'll pick up a six-pack of bottles of IBC. Yeah. It's delicious. I like craft sodas. I, th- I think it's a. I think it's a good business for breweries to have a couple. For sure, the markup on them is astronomical. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it doesn't cost shit to make a soda. It's yeah. water and sugar. Um, but I think a lot of people, instead of like going up and getting a glass of water in between beers, would be like, "Oh, let me." They have a or a root beer on. I'll do one of those in between beers. I'll stay and have another beer, but I'm have a root beer first. I think it's a good marketing tool for breweries. This guy says uh, Augusta's got a root beer. I had no idea. And Amy wants to know if we're going to do sodas and Winston. I hope to. I would love to be able to make one. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a root beer, but I think just doing some kind of craft soda would be fun. Sure. Man, my nose is driving me insane. If we had four of us, I'd have gone and blown my nose already. But <laughs> well, only two of us. I don't want to leave you here flying <laughs> solo. We got uh, like ten minutes left. I think I can make it ten more minutes. You sure? Yeah, I'm gonna try. You haven't sneezed on air yet, which is good. Yeah. Um. Dawn wishes we made one. Sorry, Dawn. We'll Again, get- with the disappointment towards Dawn. Jeez. Hey, Greg, if you're listening, you want to talk uh, about non-alcoholic stuff, you should check out um, Wellbeing Brewery. Uh, they released at least two of their non-alcoholic beers uh, now that you can get, I think, a lot of places in the area. The way they're doing that, too, is is just cool. Yeah. Uh, they For those of you that don't know, Dave, or uh, Dave, sorry, I was looking down and saw the word Dave. Um well-being is brewing out of O'Fallon Brewery, 
And what happens is they actually make a regular beer. And rather than boiling off the alcohol, which damages the beer, they're actually doing it via pressure. So they, they, they got this giant machine and they lower the pressure, causing the liquid to boil at room temperature, thus shooting off the liquor, the alcohol, and leaving a normal beer. It's never never actually uh, heated up at all. So they're they're supposedly like a, a, a legit tasting beer, just non alcoholic. I really, and I, really I think it's cool as shit. Yeah, I've never had it, so I have no idea how. Because most non NA beer is pretty awful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but a, a true craft beer and NA done like this without damaging the beer, I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's you know, the science behind it is cool as shit. I want to go to a fountain just to see the machinery. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> do too. <laughs> like, would I ever drink NA beer? Probably not. Personally, I would. I mean, I would go try their stuff. But sure, I'd I'm never going to order one. I'm not their. I'm not their demographic. It's the great taste of beer without that pesky buzz. <laughs> but my dad used to love beer. He's been sober for 20 years. I told him, about, hey, go check out this uh, brewery. They're doing this N.A. stuff, and you might like it. Because he always, he, he doesn't, even when he, he doesn't drink, he doesn't drink N.A. beer very often either. Just every once in a while, he'll go and get like a six-pack of Caliber or something. That's like yeah, um, the one thing he likes that we can get locally that was N.A. That's Guinness, right? It's Guinness is uh-huh. like blonde uh na blonde it's it's not terrible you know but i think there's a lot of people that don't drink that would maybe feel a little less uh i don't know weird if they went out with friends and they went to a bar and they could get something in a pint glass that looked like a beer you know and i I think there's a social stigma to that for people that don't drink whether for whatever reasons it is but you know, going out and everyone's got a cocktail on the table or a pint of beer, and you just got a soda or a glass of water. Kind of want to fit in. Yeah. Sure, I get that. Uh, so I, I think there's definitely a market for good NA products, and I, I think it hasn't taken off maybe as much because nobody's making right. good NA stuff. And uh, for people like that, I think it's great. It's not for us because I don't want the empty calories. <laughs> I want to get a buzz. Sure. Uh, so, I'm sorry, I keep checking my phone. Lauren scratched her eye in the shower. Apparently, she's worried she's got to go to the ER. So. Oh, shit. Dealing with that at the same time. Do and need, I uh, need to blow my nose. Do we need to cut it? No, we don't. No, oh, she's okay. all right. She said, she said she's icing it and seems to be doing a lot better. Okay, so. good. Um, we only got a few minutes left. What do we got coming up? We talked about... Uh, uh, this weekend we're in Kansas City. Oh, you oh. know what we need to do? Yes, Big Black Beer Bash. Yeah, you guys that are still on with us late, you get the uh, advantage of hearing the release list for uh, Big Black Beer Bash on October 4th. Fifth, 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 fifth. Fourth is Thursday. Going to the hockey game. Yep. S- Friday is the fifth. Big Black Beer Bash. Six is Augusta Bottoms. It's gonna be a rough three days for me. Oof. I can do it. Feel bad for Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> and your liver. <laughs> we'll drink morning recoveries though. Yeah, it's a nice plug there. Yeah. Nice plug. <laughs> so I'll feel fine. My liver's still gonna get damaged, but I'll feel fine. Uh, so a couple of beers that we will be releasing next weekend, next two weeks for uh, Big Black Beer Bash. We have uh, New Holland's Tripper Noche. That's a uh, tequila barrel aged dragon's or imperial. Uh, tri- it's not dragon's milk. Um, Night Tripper. Night Tripper aged in tequila barrels. Yep. 
Uh, we have a 2015 Avery Samael. Uh, I'm really, really excited to drink that beer. Uh, I saved a, a keg of New Holland's Dragon's Milk S'mores, so we're going to tap that that day. Yes. We've got a 2016 Schmaltz Reunion. Uh, which one's Reunion? Uh, that's their uh, uh, collaboration wine? that they do every year oh. with Terrapin. Terrapin, that's it. Okay. So good. Uh, let's see. We've got a 2016 Founders Backwoods Bastard. A 2017 brewery shit. So happens it's Thursday. Uh, Tuesday. 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 Yeah. Uh, Nebraska's Moab, the mother of all beers. I've never had that. I'm really looking forward to trying it just because it's one of the only things that we have here in this building that I've never had. We've before. never served it before. Mm-hmm. I've just been sitting on it for a year. And then a 2016 every tweak. So. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm really excited about this list. For Considering it's not as many as we've done, yeah. I think the quality is right there. Wh- which beer for you is the the first beer you try? Uh, We're going to drink all of them, of course. But It'll either be Moab or Tweak. Yeah, I, I think Tweak is what I'm probably most excited to try. Yeah. Um, I love Tweak. It's just, you know, it's only 18%, when it's man. Aged. It's so hot. Fresh Tweak so. is, for me, is kind of a miss. And the first time we had it on tap... I thought it was way too boozy. I didn't get any um, coffee out of it. It was just hot. Jason just said the six is, coddle, is the coddle waddle. Uh I don't give a fuck, Jason. That'll be a good time. Thanks for that little piece of info, though, buddy. <laughs> Have fun sipping wine and whatever else you do on that thing. What the fuck? I don't even know what the coddle waddle is. All I know is that... You can get horchata. White wine. That's coffee milk. Yeah. Cinnamon With milk. Cinnamon, cinnamon milk. I, yeah. Here's why I hate the Cottawaddle. Because it brings a shitload of people in here that don't actually want to drink beer, but they're drunk and walking around and just stumble they in. They see neons. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, it's on a Saturday, so I won't have to uh, deal with it. No, it's the same day as Augusta Bottoms. Yeah, we'll be gone. So Aaron will have to deal with all that. <laughs> Never mind. Cottawaddle can happen every Saturday for him. I don't care. <laughs> awesome. Do you sell wine? Fuck. I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to. uh... He's full of shit. (laughs) He does audio video. He's installing the audio video system at Wentzville. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, Well, even if he did sell wine, I was going to say I was sorry for offending. I'm really not. You're still going to come in and buy a beer. Yeah. Um, All right. So that was Big Black Beer Bash. The following weekend, uh, Augusta Bottoms Brewery. I know they still have a limited amount of tickets left. That's the same weekend. It's the next day. All right, next day, yeah. But they were getting close to selling out. So if you're interested, it's an awesome festival. Um, That's one of my favorites of the year. Uh, local, probably my favorite festival yeah, of the year. I agree. It's it's so cool. It's not in a cornfield and shit. It's just the weather has always sucked, unfortunately. But it's just for it, it's a good kickoff to fall. Uh, a lot of breweries bring a lot of fall beers. They're kind of released for fall beers and mm-hmm. whatnot. I, I I enjoy Augusta Bottoms. It's fun. It, it's a different. It's a different kind of festival. It's way more low key. Um, you have to make a drive. It's in Augusta, so it's people that actually want to enjoy the beer and hang out. Um, there's always a lot of cool people there. Uh, Usually, blow up a pumpkin. That's fun. There's a. I think Luke's bringing the trebuchet again. He's trying that again. I've Is heard. He? You know what we haven't discussed 
Speaking of blowing up the pumpkin, the yes. way we usually blow up the pumpkin is one of the local brewers, Mark Godfrey, brings tannerite, tanner, tannerite, tannerite, mm-hmm. and then puts it in the pumpkin and shoots it, and it blows up. But Mark Godfrey is also getting ready to open up a new brewery, yeah, which we should probably talk about next week because we'll I got that. all kinds of thoughts on that shit. Yeah, we got some uh, got some new information on Craftig's new brewery that they're opening in Defiance. Yeah, that's a good idea. I actually I had wanted to talk about that last week and we didn't get to it, but yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think it'll um, be a good discussion for us for a little while. And our friends at Good News are opening a new place out there too. Yeah, yeah, a little before Defiance mm-hmm. or in Defiance. I guess that's still Defiance. Yeah, yeah very we'll edge right week. there at the S. Yeah, we'll talk about that one too. Uh, oh no, I was going to say we're not going to have a show the following week. Um, actually, we we might we just not might not be on Twitch. That's the week I'm having surgery, so oh, uh, yeah, I won't yeah. be here that night. Yeah, we can still. Uh, but yeah, we'll get you hopefully. set up. Yeah. yeah, as long as Mark and Kyle. You want to do a solo show, Jeff? Right. <laughs> you guys want to sit here for an hour and a half and listen to me? That'll be a good time. <laughs> well, just just eat. Bring like forty tacos. Just eat tacos. Put On up Twitch. Put yeah. up two mics. You do an ASMR ASMR thing of just you eating tacos for people. I just chubbed up. I know. I, I did, too. <laughs> Are they going to do it for us? Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, everybody on Twitch, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And I know a lot of you uh, watch us on here. might be new. Uh, we do actually do a downloadable version of this on Thursdays. It gets released on all of your favorite podcasting services. Uh, so just look up The Brews Room on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or whatever the fuck you download shit on uh also check us out on facebook.com slash the bruise room uh patreon.com give us money on patreon uh we do uh we're getting ready to record our second show which is our after dark show and uh if you want access to that it's uh not as beer related mostly just bullshit uh but a lot of fun uh you can check that out on patreon.com slash the bruise room all right guys we will see you next week fart